Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the JNR Basketball Podcast. My name is John. I'm joined by Ronnie. And Ronnie, I wanted to start with something that you told me before the podcast that just made me laugh right. and share the laughter with the rest of our listeners. And that is our favorite player, Ben Simmons. He wants to play for his home country, Australia, for this upcoming World Cup. And um, what do you think about that, Ronnie? Because I think it's ridiculous. Isn't that weird? Like, yeah, he he doesn't want to play for the Nets at all. Like, well, you know, he he plays for, what, like a quarter of the year. And then all of a sudden he wants to play for Australia at the World Cup. So I don't know. I mean, he's... (laughs) This, I just saw that little headline. I just thought you'd you'd be entertained by it I too, you it. know? Oh, I love it. Because yeah. it's like, Australia's probably like, nah, we good. <laughs> I know. I don't know especially... what the Australian national team looks like, but right. I can't imagine they benefit from Ben Simmons, maybe? Exactly. Yeah. So he's average, He he's coming off his worst year in the NBA, right? He averaged 6.9 points, 6.3 boards, and 6.1 assists, and 1.3 assists across 42 appearances with the Nets. 42? I thought it was a lot less than that, actually. But... Well, yeah, I mean, I don't, do you even think that it's going to help that team? Because, God, can you really not find anyone else better in Australia than Ben Simmons? <laughs> yeah, that I'm looking sucks. to see, I just just Googled professional athletes Australia, like who currently in the NBA is Australian. And some <laughs> of the names on here, I don't know if they're true. This has Kyrie Irving. Is Kyrie Irving Australian? You know, he might have bought a place there and like, gotten his citizenship because he's one of those weirdos <laughs> like that you know plus he thinks the earth yeah. is flat too so he i don't know who knows with it's, him it's it, the google search lists him kyrie irving it lists uh josh giddy jock lendell ben simmons obviously patty mills josh green so there's definitely some players on there uh andrew bogut who i don't think plays anymore i think it's I was- just interesting I think Australia has like a weird way, like the weird requirements to get a citizenship. Like you just have to live there for like a month or something like that. You know? It's oh, like, really? I don't know if it's really that, but it's something pretty short. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Interesting on that. Yeah, Josh Giddy is Australian. Hey, he's he's legit Australian. Yeah. Josh Green, Joe Ingles. So there's there's some true Australians in there, and I would probably take any of them <laughs> for. <laughs> Ben Simmons, because Ben's going to show up. He'll play great in one game. You're like, oh, great. And then he'll be like, oh, my back, guys. I need to miss the rest (laughs) of eternity. Yeah, he'll ask to make the team. He'll make it, and then he'll get paid, but he won't play at all. This is I I didn't know this. He was a former number one pick. I had no idea. Yeah, he was a big pick. That's insane. I I couldn't believe that. Jeez, like, what a waste. I thought Aiton was a waste, but then he got this guy. (laughs) Yeah, waiting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of DeAndre Ayton, we were watching the night <laughs> the game tonight, and my wife my wife goes, DeAndre Ayton has very kind eyes, and you know <laughs> what? Does. She's absolutely right. He looks yep. like a teddy bear, just the sweetest eyes in the world. So yeah, he, he earned some respect back from me just <laughs> just with those peepers he's got. <laughs> my wife says he looks like a puppy dog out there, just like he doesn't know what he he's does. doing. You know, he's adorable. Oh, <laughs> different direction there. Yeah, yeah. Playoffs are underway at this point in time. The Suns have tied up their series. They're two and two with the Nuggets. The 76ers getting that home cooking. They've tied up their series two and two. Mm-hmm. The Lakers lead. It's kind of a surprise, I think. The Lakers lead two to one, and the Heat lead two to one over the Knicks. Still a lot of basketball left to be played to decide who is going to go to the conference finals and ultimately the NBA finals. 
Anything that jumps out at you so far looking at these uh, these four matchups? No, the only thing that jumps out is that nobody is running away with these series at all, you know? So that, that's kind of cool to yeah. see. Everyone's just really cool. Like, everyone's really close. And uh, yeah, I have no idea who's no, going to win. everyone's really cool too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. You weren't wrong. I must be tired. I don't know. That was weird that that came <laughs> Those out. Those guys are cool. Everyone's yeah. cool. I like these guys. It, it is cool that everyone's close. Maybe that's all I was trying to say. Yeah, well, some of the games haven't been close. The Lakers and Warriors have just back-to-back blowouts after mm-hmm. having a, a real nail-biter of a game one, which is interesting to see uh, that they just that's the way they responded, right? The Warriors dominate game two. Remember that happened know, they, last they so year with them, too? I forget who they played, but... Yeah, they played the Memphis Grizzlies last year. Yeah, that's right, and it, and was, it was just blowout it was after blowout, back and forth. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder. I wonder. Uh, this series, I, I, I like the Warriors going into it. I could actually probably look at my notes and see who I picked. But uh, I, I'm just shocked at how how close it's been as far as far as this total series overall and just the blowouts have been. I picked Warriors yeah. in seven, so it's obviously that could still happen. We'll see what happens at well, the end of the I, day. But I've, I've really enjoyed these series so far. The yeah. Sun series have been so close. A lot of these games. Uh, at least the two games in Phoenix have been close. The games in Denver, not so much, but that's okay. The only series, series is tied 2-2. I haven't watched yet is the Knicks and Heat one. I've I've seen the highlights, but I actually haven't been able to make it home to watch a game in time. I could have watched yeah. one today or the, yesterday when it was on, but I, I just didn't, didn't. I was busy, you know? So I, I just really want to see those guys, though. And I don't know. Jimmy Butler's looking so- good, too, man. With the, yeah, the game that the Knicks won, so the series is, is Heat 2, Knicks 1. The game that the Knicks won, Jimmy Butler did not play mm-hmm. due to an injury. So yeah, it, he had an ankle injury. He's not going to sit out a lot of games. If, if that's the only way you can beat the Heat, you're not going to beat the Heat. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that one, but I, I think the Heat are going to run away with that. They, when they knocked out the, the Bucks, that really, really changed the landscape of the East, and the, this Philadelphia-Boston series becomes just so important so right. much so the better of the two series i guess yeah and that one remember julius randall he was out too i forget what his what his yes, injury was he but he's back too sure. so now these both did these teams too i know? will look real quick he did he yeah, did he, i okay. looked it up yep. all right okay so he's back and now jimmy butler's back and it's, it's the you know best going against the best that these teams yeah. got yeah they're kind of almost back to 100 percent with the exception of tyler hero out still for the heat you know he's yeah, not gonna come be back out. But if yeah. they make the finals, maybe he can make it back. They're, they're kind of, I did catch that on the highlights that they were talking about that. So, um, That's, maybe, yeah, very presumptuous, but yeah, I mean, he did like break his hand. So, Wrist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that does take a little, I mean, it takes like at least four to six weeks to heal that up. But, four to six so weeks. It, it is yeah. possible. But I'm just saying, it's just looking to be like, oh, he'll right. be back in time for the NBA finals. Like, well, you got, you got quite a ways to go. You got a right. few hurdles to cross. Yeah, both uh, physically for Tyler Hero and and for the team. Yep. Well, I've, as far as getting past Boston or or uh, Philadelphia, I broke my elbow when I was a kid, and it was in the cast for that long, you know, four to six weeks. And when they took it out of the cast, it was like it was half as skinny as my right arm, and I'm already skinny enough, you know. So <laughs> it's like a <laughs> so twig. I can, yeah, I can only imagine like for Tyler Hero, like when you take it out of a, of a cast, you know, after not using those muscles for a long time and being an NBA superstar, like how how do you get back into shape to you know get your stroke back to to make some yeah. some shots you know so I don't, I don't think he'll play at all the rest of the year they have strength and conditioning coaches that do whatever they can to keep him nba shape nba ready so maybe there's some exercises he can still do to kind of help keep some of that strength but you're maybe. right right it's going to take a little bit of time to get that back but even if you just have him on the court 
for quick hands for for defense or or something, right? Yeah, he'll get there. Yeah, Kevin Love kind of went back to the bench on that game. Well, I mean, not back to the bench, but he played twenty three minutes. But I saw he only had four points and he was doing pretty good. But it kind of like kind of seemed like he flopped for that last game too. So that was kind of disappointing <laughs> to see. He can he can get you one game, maybe two games, and yeah. then uh, he's gonna need a break, <laughs> so, right? Yeah, he's old. But yeah, yeah I really want to watch this series, even though I haven't. It, it, they look every time I look at the stats and the highlights, I'm like, man, I I missed out on that game, you know. So hopefully, I'll see a live one next time. Yeah, the next chance to see that is tomorrow Monday at 4:30 p.m. on the West Coast. Game five is going to be Wednesday, so you have some chances, Ronnie. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you can catch them. I could. Let's talk about Joel Embiid. He was officially named the MVP after much speculation. Uh, yeah, very emotional for him at center court. I don't know if you saw the highlights of that. He he broke down and was crying. Yeah. Uh, this guy never picked up a basketball like until he was a teenager, which again is always That's so cool. crazy to me. And you know now he's the league MVP. We were talking about you know Pascal Siakam was the same way. He was 18 before he touched a basketball. Mm-hmm. It's so crazy that these guys are so. I'm going to say freakish, freakishy, but in a nice way, freakishly talented, freakishly athletic to be able to pick yeah. up something so late. Freakishly where, you know, gifted. These kids, <laughs> yeah, gifted. Absolutely. Yeah. To be able to pick up a, a sport so late in life, you know, a lot of times here in the United States, at least people are going through the AAU programs and they've been playing basketball since, you know, before they could walk and, and trying to get into the right school to help their chances get into college, to help the chances get in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And these guys didn't have any of that opportunity. They just they just picked it up and, and were ready to roll. So congratulations to Joel Embiid. Is he is he your pick for MVP? Uh no, he wasn't because I did that. <laughs> yeah, because I did yeah, that I NBA two K twenty three thing. So he wasn't. Oh no, we're not talking about that. Yeah, no, but, no, no, uh, no. I won't get into you, it. When you look at. The whole body of work done by Joel Embiid this year, is he who you would vote? If you had the voting rights, would you vote for him for MVP? Well, I mean, he did break some insane records. We we were talking about all year where I was saying, like, this, he broke this record, yeah. first player to do this since 1983, or only player. So I think for those reasons, he kind of deserves it. He had some insane games this year. So, yeah, I, I was leading towards him. Jokic was beating him in a lot of categories, but they were kind of like... He had so many small games, like with triple doubles, like where he'd score like 14 points and like 10 assists and 12, 10 rebounds. Where he was just, the board. Yeah, yeah, he was just barely getting it, you know? So, yeah, he was, he's definitely important, but I don't think he was the most valuable player in the league. So, I, I definitely think Embiid deserves it. He won in a landslide. He got 73 first place votes from all the panel of sports yeah. writers and broadcasters. So, that's cool to see. And there's 100, 73 of the 100. Yeah. Right, 73%. Yep. Yep. So, he, he beat Nikola Jokic and. Giannis, so that that's cool. Yeah, good for him. And now this team has two MVPs on our team, right? Because yeah. the, the former MVP James Harden. Harden. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that... they've been playing really good basketball. This Celtic series has been really fun to watch. And yep. I I think whoever wins this series is gonna punch their way to the NBA finals ultimately. I agree. It's exciting to see. I, I also wanted to mention that oh, I had it and it slipped out of my mind, so it's probably not that important. Um, finishing up the re- awards or rewards for the season, Kings GM Monty McNair was named the executive of the year. So if you have been keeping score, their GM executive of the year, their head coach, coach of the year, De'Aaron Fox won clutch player of the year, I think as well. So this mm-hmm. Kings team, man, they are, they're rolling. They brought in a ton of rewards. They, they gave everything they had to the defending champs. 
the the Warriors in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. Fell a little bit short, but I'm excited to see what they look like next year. Uh, you had some interesting information on Draymond Green talking about Sabonis and their matchup. Yeah. As it went during this first round playoff series. Well, first going back to McNair too. So his his uh most notable news moves uh for the Kings in 2020 was including, you know, Damante Sabonis getting him, uh Kevin Herter and separate trades, drafting Keegan Murray and Davian Mitchell and then hiring the coach um, you know, uh what's his name? Who Mike, Brown. Mike Brown. Yeah, that's the right. Warriors. Yeah, he was an so. assistant with the Warriors after being well, he was with uh Cleveland for many years, I believe. Uh wait, wasn't it Celtics? Was it Cleveland? I it was, was Cleveland Celtics. and then he he got fired and then he went to the Warriors. I'm like 97% sure. Okay. I'll take your word for it. You're better on coaches than I am because, you know, coaches don't do anything. Because <laughs> coaches don't matter? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. I'm sorry. What was a? Oh, yeah. Draymond Green, right? Yes. Draymond Green. Yeah. So, it it turns out that Devonta Sabonis, speaking to him, um, he didn't shake hands with Draymond Green. And Draymond Green kind of took a, took offense to that, you know. He says he lost a, re- a lot of respect out of Sabonis. He was like, you don't shake guys' hands after you lose. I don't respect that. And that's what he was saying on his pack- podcast that he has. Um, he's just says this don't feel right. And I walk back into the court and I, um, I'm sorry, let's skip that part. It's, he says you lost <laughs> deal with it. Pay respect. That was whack to me. That's whack. But I wouldn't even necessarily say lost respect, but I don't respect that. And that's whack. End quote. So yeah, Draymond Green, he's kind of pissed off. You know, he thinks that you should shake his hand after you, you lose to him, not just Do walk off think- the court. Do you think you should shake his hand after you lose a series? I don't think it's a big deal. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't think it's a big deal. I think it's good sportsmanship, but you have to take the fact that Draymond stomped on his chest in right. the middle of the series. Yeah. So is that a big deal? Is that about respect? I feel I like Draymond's a little off base part. here. Yeah. yeah. I'm just thinking it, like... These guys played each other's... Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was thinking like after a loss, yeah, I kind of like just want to get off the court and let the other team celebrate and like yeah. get out of the way, you know, but... I mean, I could a talk to the players series, later. Yeah, a physical series where you were just going toe to toe with this guy the whole time, you know, disregarding the stomp. Absolutely, you're you're pissed off. You wanna you wanna get off the court and and sulk. Mm-hmm. I don't think you need to shake a hand, but if you're gonna shake hands, Draymond's last on the list after everything that he yeah. did during this series. So right. I don't think it's a big deal. I certainly. He could have done it, but he didn't. And I don't think it's a big deal. And I feel like Draymond's probably done something similar to other players in the league where he hasn't shaken their hands because yeah. of a disagreement. So I, yeah, I don't I don't fault Sabonis in that at all. I 100% agree with you too. Plus, it kind of creates that rivalry too. So you're going to be looking forward to the ne- the matchups next oh, year yeah. too, you know? So it just yeah. kind of like, it just lights that fire under them. It kind of like the the everything's boiling, you know? It's all building up, you know, until they match up again next year. So yeah, that'll be fun. And we saw that with the Grizzlies and the Warriors last year, right? Where they were mm-hmm. trading shots. Right. And uh, that became the Christmas Day game because people wanted to see that. So, yeah, this, this yeah. team and this matchup is going to be great to watch for, for hopefully many years. I don't think Draymond's going to be on the the Warriors uh, in two years. I think next year is his last year on the Warriors. Yeah. Signing that prediction now, but we'll see. <laughs> I don't think he will start the – not this season, but the following season uh, on a Warriors uniform. Who yeah. knows? But it's cool but how that, it just that creates that rivalry, though. You know, I just I appreciate it. You know, and it's like that California team rivalry too. You know, so very cool. Yeah, I like it. No, I'm a big fan of that as well. Yeah. 
Uh, speaking of the Memphis Grizzlies and their their feud with the Warriors, the Grizzlies have come out and said or informed Dylan Brooks that they will not re-sign him. And an unnamed, I think you said it was an unnamed source said under any circumstances, <laughs> Dylan Brooks will not be re-signed. So that was what we kind of said on our last podcast. If you listen to it, they need to cut ties with him. They need to move on from him. And it sounds like they either have listened to our advice or they have just the basic of common sense and came to that conclusion on their own. Uh, I think it's a good move. We talked about this last time. Where do you think he ends up? Oh God, I hope it's not the Suns. <laughs> you know, you know who he should go to as the Bulls. He should go up uh, with Pat Beverly and they should team up. They should be like the bad oh, boys of the league. You know, I should have known you were going to find a way Heck yeah. to s- to to put a jab in it, Pat. And then I do think. And then when Draymond go Green's go contract goes up, yeah. then he should go oh, to the okay. Bulls too as well. They should sure. just get all three guys. Oh my god, can you imagine playing against that team? How how afraid every team would be. Like <laughs> they'd be like, please no, I don't want to go to Chicago. <laughs> They're just gonna get beat on the court. Yeah, uh, I I think he does need to go to a team that lacks toughness, and I. Maybe the Clippers team lacks tough. No, Russell Westbrook brings that toughness, but I don't know if he's going to be on that team next year. Maybe I don't know where a good fit for him is. You need a team where that that needs that tough edge, but you also don't want him to influence your younger guys, which I think was some of the problems with John Morant here is oh, that yeah. he was looking at Dylan Brooks as like, hey, this guy's a cool guy. I can do what he does and <laughs> not worry about exactly. consequences. Yeah, what was the team that we're talking about? Maybe Cleveland Cavaliers? Like maybe they could use some toughness. It was one of those teams that lost. I, I think they could probably use them. Maybe the Timberwolves could use a little bit of that. Oh, the Timberwolves have the toughness in, in Gobert. I don't think that's an issue. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. How dare you, Ronnie? <laughs> Gobert, yeah, right. He's not tough. <laughs> Gobert's tough. He's, you, you know what they say about those Frenchmen? They are tough. <laughs> history, history has shown us anything. Frenchmen are tough guys. You don't mess with them. The poor French, and we're <laughs> laughing about them. I know, I know. I'm sorry, France. <laughs> and Jim- shocking news. No, go ahead. Uh, You're going to have something that's going to be more shocking than yeah, my news, I'm sure. T- Tony Parker's going to come find us in the summer league and beat <laughs> Tony us up. Parker. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Parker was married to one of the most beautiful women in the world, <laughs> yeah. and he cheated on her. So, Tony Parker, He's an idiot. I don't know what to say, man. You're an idiot. Uh, <laughs> that's shocking news. Tony Parker <laughs> cheated on wife Ava Mendez with someone who is obviously less attractive. Uh, right. The Bucks fired their head coach. This one, when I got the, the update on that, I... Blew my mind. I was like, are you serious? Yeah. They fired their head coach, Mike Budenholzer. Yeah, did there I say you go. Did I right, Ronnie? Yeah, did of I, course he did. Well, Sounds good to me. I we, don't know. You know coaches. <laughs> I don't, don't know how to say stuff. <laughs> they fire him after a disappointing season. This is a rough, rough playoff for Mike Budenholzer. I'm going to say his name over and over again until I, I know that that's the I way I think I'd say it more with an accent. Budenholzer. Budenholzer. <laughs> uh, he was fired... After a, they were the best team in the NBA going into the playoffs. They have a first round exit, very surprising first round exit. Yes, Giannis got hurt. Yes, he only missed one game. Uh, I, this was, this was a shock. He's something else. This is what really just kind of adds salt on the, the wound here. His brother died in a car crash during the oh. series with the Heat. So oh. you got to imagine he was a little bit distracted, rightfully so. But he came in and coached, and, and ultimately they lost the series, and now he's lost his job. This team is two years removed from a championship. I am, yeah. I was blown away by it. And then the question I always have is, 
who are they going to hire to replace him? Right. Because you need somebody to come in and hit the ground running. Your championship window is wide open. So you don't want someone to come in and say, we're going to change everything. No, yeah. you got to bring somebody in that's just going to be like, hey, Giannis, here you go. Do your thing. Right. I, yeah, I'm just kind of shocked don't get by it. that. I'm, I'm 100% with you, too, on this one, too. So he has a, a 69% winning percentage with the Bucks. And it seems like the Bucks are, they, they forgot yeah. what they were before five years ago, you know, before he was a coach. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were nothing. Well, coaching doesn't matter, so. Well, yeah, that's true. But still, like, <laughs> what, what, why would, they? he won this team a championship. They didn't win anything for like 50 yeah. years or something. So I don't know. I don't understand this firing. And I mean, they still made the playoffs. Yeah, you lost in the first round with, you know, supposedly like one of the best players in the league, right? He was competing for MVP at a league. So I kind of get that argument. But still, like he was injured, you know, he, he, yeah, I don't get it. It's weird. It's, this one frustrate, frustrates me because they have like a, a good solid foundation, I think, you know, they, they just, yeah, I don't now understand you're gonna shake this. It up right. And, yeah. So there's speculation that one of the replacements or some of the, the candidates that are being considered for it, a Golden State Warriors assistant, you know, they have a pretty good track record. You saw what Mike Brown did in Sacramento, but they also have a assistant coach that served under Mike Budenholzer that might become the next head coach. I think that makes the most sense because he's familiar with the system. He's familiar with the players. If you're not trying to rock the boat too much and keep things kind of the same, despite making this huge change, kind of makes sense to put in somebody that has been under Budenholzer for the last several years to kind of keep that consistency going. Cause obviously it works. They made. They were the best team in the NBA this year. Uh, maybe he has. I don't know. I don't. It's, it's, I don't understand why they would do that. I, of. I don't. That doesn't make sense to me. Like, why would you fire the head coach just to keep things the same? You know, are you trying to save money or what? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's also what you wonder is: was there something else behind the scenes that frustrated management, frustrated the GM to where they had to make a change? And this was just sort of the the straw that broke the camel's back, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. At the end know. of the day, winning cures all, and they won a lot of games. So I was kind of kind of blown away by that. Still I, am. I wonder if uh, Budenholzer was, um, you know, reached out for a comment on this at all. I haven't seen anything from him. Yeah, me neither. I'd like to see what he says. I sent him a text, but it okay. was uh, not responded to. Yeah, he's probably because... busy cremating his brother. Jeez. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I that's say, so bad. Like, I don't have his numbers. I'm, I'm, no, it's, it's like I'm frustrated yeah. that they fired him. When, when, I don't even know about any of that, too. So that, that sucks, yeah, man. Like, it's really, that that's really not sucks. what you so, do. In a, with this, this guy is not in a, a right state of mind right now. And then you fire him. No. Jeez. Like, and then you fire him. And I, I, I don't know if he's going to take a job next year or take a year off. He certainly deserves an off year. The NBA coaching is, is a tough job. Yeah. Uh, but on top of with the personal family tragedy, yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh, he has probably his pick of the litter of any open jobs, but yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't know if he wants it right now. The the Raptors have also made a coaching change. Nick Nurse was their former head coach. He was let go. He's actually being considered for the Bucks head coaching job, which again, that's not a better yeah. coach. I don't think. Yeah, but I don't it, think so either. It, it's a coach with you know championship experience, <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, that's true. Back in, yeah, that's really the only thing you could do. The The Raptors are considering WNBA coach of the year, Becky Hammond, uh, in their coaching search. In their coaching search, uh, she's being considered to be a head coach. She would be the first female head coach in the NBA. 
And I, I think that's kind of cool. I, I don't yeah. think you need to be a certain gender or, or stereotype or anything to coach basketball, right? You have mm-hmm. to be able to connect with your players. You have to be able to make adjustments. You have to get your team to buy in. And I think that job is something that it doesn't matter. Yep. If you can do it, you can do it. It doesn't matter your height, your gender, your your hair color or, or anything. So uh, I'd be cool if she gets it. If she's the most qualified and she gets it, I, you know. I'll be, I'll be happy for her. I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. I, I know that there'll probably be several people in the NBA or NBA fans that will be. Um, just come on, guys. Come on. It does interest me a lot. You know, I kind of wonder how the, how everything would be in a locker room. You know, um, would they listen to her because she's a female or are they going to take her serious or I, maybe she has a, like really good plans and everything. I, I, I think. Just like you're saying, you know, it doesn't matter what gender you are. If you come in with like really good ideas and a, a good plan to win games and you win games, then they're going to listen to her, right? But I just, yeah, I yeah. wonder what the atmosphere in the locker room is going to be like with her in there. It would be, it'd be interesting to see and see how that goes because, you know, the first, the first female head coach is going to be under such a huge microscope and get so much huge, you know, so much scrutiny. Oh, why did they challenge that? Or why did they call a timeout at that point? Every, every move that doesn't go well is going to be questioned. And, yeah, and, that's you know, true. Used as proof that this person. So I, I would wish for her nothing but success if, right. if she does become the first female head coach. But man, oh man, I, I, I am not mentally strong enough to do that. So <laughs> no, that's got to be tough being a, a female and like having something go wrong for the team and like the blame yeah. is on you. And then it's like, it's like three times as worse because you're a female and because all the quotes or all the, everything's going to yep. come out of the comments all the because she's a girl. Of yeah. course, a girl does this. A girl sucks at coaching, blah, blah, blah. Hey, by the way, do you think she'll be allowed to shower the guys at the end of the game? Oh, Brownie. <laughs> you held off as long as you could. And I'm did. really proud of you. <laughs> I, I didn't think there would be a chance you would get through it without saying anything, but. Because, yeah, I don't think that'll work out well. I don't know if the coaches shower with the players afterwards, but the uh, coaches don't shower with the players. I, I what are you? I don't what kind think, of weird school did you go to? I don't think this should be in the same case. If if that no. is, jeez. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's uh, switch gears here a little bit. Jalen Brown's mask. I'm sure you've seen it if if you if you've been watching the NBA playoffs. Yeah. Uh, my daughter asked what what's he wearing on his face, and I told her it's a mask, and she's like, "Oh, he looks like Batman." And I agree, yep. it looks like a Batman mask. It's pretty cool. It's exactly but thinking, what one of my friends I... said too. Yep. Yeah, it looks just like it. It's awesome. Yeah. I, I I like it. Uh, he broke a bone in his face. Was it his orbital bone? I don't know if you remember or not. I don't remember, uh, but probably. But you see players. Players wear a mask when something like that happens, and that's so that if they get hit in the face, the the pain or, or I guess the blow is sort of distributed across their entire face instead of just at that point. Yep. So it kind of helps them be able to play. Oftentimes, you see player wear the clear mask. Uh, occasionally, you'll see you know a dark mask like this. But what would be the weirdest mask that you would put on? Like if you were playing in the NBA, like Ronnie, what would I personally would wear? I'd, I'd yeah, wear? What would you put a, on your mask? I'd wear a rainbow mask with feathers on it. Like for Mardi Gras, he'd <laughs> wear Mardi, Mardi, Mardi Gras yeah, mask. Exactly. I was I was thinking I would paint eyes on it, but I would have them like off centered <laughs> and just confusing looking, so people would like and like, quickly look at his eye. Like, what is wrong with his face? That's a good idea. Yeah, you have like another set of eyes. Them. You could like yeah. have a set of eyes above your eyeballs and below them, and like looking in different ways. I would have Bobby Portis's eyes painted. <laughs> exactly. <on. laughs> They'd be like, "Wow, that guy's crazy." <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I just yeah. thought that would be kind of funny. I, I wonder what the rules are with that. I, I'm yeah. sure that they can't you like, know, put 
you know, FanDuel or something like that on there. <laughs> like on their or the, the nose can't be extended to be like Pinocchio's nose. It can't be like two yeah. feet long or something. <laughs> <laughs> I just wonder what the rules are as far as colors and yeah, size and shape and, and all of that stuff. So yeah. uh, Jalen Brown's mask, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It looks looks pretty cool. I'm a fan of that. In other news, well, wait, the UCBA, did you did you know that every oh, time he scores a point oh. too, he always looks at the player he scores on. He says, "I am Batman." So I, I thought that was cool too. I would be cool if he actually did that. He does. If he said like a Batman quote, if he did like an Adam West Batman quote where he did like the bam, pow, <laughs> or something, something stupid like I, that. I like the Dark Knight uh, one where you know what's his name talks like that. <laughs> Christian Bale yeah. talks like I can't do my Christian yeah. Bale voice, but. It's like um, you, yeah, you be, can't tell who he is because well. his voice. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. The voice he disguises his voice so well. <laughs> Perfectly. People can't tell. <laughs> He's on defense looking for his player. Where is he? <laughs> uh, the new CBA has been signed. There will be no lockout this year. This puts basketball playing continuously again for the next six years, which is the length of this contract. Happy to see it. Some concessions were made on both sides. All in all, I think it's a win-win for fans and the players. Cool. Uh, happy to see it done. The only thing that caught my eye that I was like, eh, maybe that's not a great idea, is they're going to do less performance-enhancing drug testing. A less They call it a less evasive, which essentially means less effective hmm. uh, performance-enhancing drugs. So interested to see how that plays out in the next couple of years. Yeah. Does that have to do like with like the, the weed testing that they're not doing? Does it have? So they're not doing weed testing at all anymore. Yeah, weed. So it doesn't have anything to do with that. Legalized. It's just just the performance enhancing one. It's just performance enhancing drugs. Yeah, that'll be less evasive. So what I suspect that means the, the previous test they could tell if you've taken something. And I'm pulling numbers out of the air, guys. So don't quote me. Well, you can quote me on this, but. <laughs> Lead it with the, I'm pulling numbers out of the air. Uh, let's say they did a test before and it could tell if you took something in the last 90 days. So now maybe the test will only show if you took something in the last two weeks or something like that. Oh, okay. So that's my that's my thought. They didn't really go into a lot of detail. If I get more detail, I'll let, let you guys know. But that's my that's my feelings on that. Less evasive means less, uh, less history, I yeah. guess. So shoot up that. as much as you can during the office season and summer league yeah. and get all strong and buff and, and then be ready for the start of the season. <laughs> for what I understand, and, and maybe it's a different sport I'm thinking of, they let you know when the quote-unquote random drug testing is going to be. So if you ever get caught doing it, you're you're stupid because yeah. the teams don't want you to get suspended. And the league ultimately doesn't want you to get suspended. So they, they leak that. So I think you got to be kind of kind of dumb to get busted for that. But yeah, the league is full of guys interesting too smart tonight's son's game saw something very weird and this was the new owner of the sons matashiba was holding on to the basketball at one point and Jokic decided to shove him with his forearm uh matashiba then fl- did an epic flop he did like the a comical hands in the air whoa <laughs> flop back into his seat but it worked Jokic got called for a technical yeah. foul Ah, uh, I saw this play, and I think both those guys are idiots. <laughs> One of them traded for Kevin Durant, so I'm I'm going to be more forgiving of him. But why did Jokic run across the court to try to get the ball? Yeah, I don't did get that. Did that make any sense to you? No, it wasn't like he was there in the play. He was way across, and all of a sudden he ran. It's like he was gunning for. It. I I don't understand his thinking when he decided to go over and get involved with that yeah he, that's like he that's needed the, the ball part. right away so he could inbound it and like like he saw something on the other side of the court where one of his teammates was open maybe 
But our guys like laying in the crowd, like the, the refs aren't going to like start play until yeah. the other player gets up anyway. So. Well, so another player on the Nuggets was was also involved with that. He wasn't laying in the crowd as much as I think it was Ross. But mm-hmm. yeah, the, it's like he decided he needed to be in the center of it. So he ran and tried to grab the ball. So that was the dumb thing. Number one, dumb thing. Number two, Matashiba. Why is he holding the ball? Yeah. Like, why not just like roll it back onto the court or, or something like that? Right. That yeah. was weird as well. Why and then he Jokic tries to, to rip it out of his hands. Yeah. yeah. Tries to rip it out of his hands. Doesn't. It goes flying up in the air. And then he just kind of uh, shoves him with his forearm, yeah. which was 100% intentional and dirty. Yep. And anybody else in the league, Matashiba, I'm talking about, any other, if that's a random fan, that fan's getting ejected from the stadium. The yep. fan behind Matashiba got ejected from yeah. the stadium. Why did he get ejected? He he shoved he shoved. I'm using it in air quotes that you can't see. He shoved Jokic. Oh, he basically okay. put his arm on his. Well, after he shoved Matashiba, I guess this guy decided to defend his honor and kind of gave him a light shove on the arm. I didn't even which, see you that. Know, you can't touch an NBA player. You can't yeah. you can't get involved there. Uh, so he was ejected from the stadium. I feel like if he wasn't if Matashiba wasn't the owner of the Suns, he's also getting ejected from the stadium. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to eject the owner, right? <laughs> like, sorry, I, owner, I you got to sit out so. this game. You, you can't be they here did, right now. They did that Warriors executive a few years ago. I don't think he was involved with the ownership did group, they? but he was a high-ranking official, and they they kicked him out of the stadium, and and he was suspended for a year. I think. Oh, okay. I wonder if the NBA is going to do anything about this, or if they're just going to kind of let it go. Because yeah. I mean. You had a player shove a fan. Right. That's got to be more than a technical foul. Right. Regardless of the situation, you can't do that. And yeah, uh, the what's his name again? Toshiba or whatever? Ishbia? Matt, yeah, Ishbia. Yeah, Matt Toshiba. <laughs> <laughs> so he did kind of like flop a little bit, but it oh, was 100%. a- 100%. It was yeah. a legit push. Like like um, Jokic like brought his arm up, you know, and like just uh, like shoved him with like his forearm, I guess, into him. Yeah. Without looking at him, he was like looking at the ball, and then he kind of like shoved him back. I don't. Even, do you think Jokic knew who he was? First of all, no, I don't think he knew him at all. I don't think so either. Too He's just a random player. Yeah. So, but you but, can't have players doing that to fans, yeah. regardless if they're the owner or not. So, I I don't know. I I feel like the NBA is not going to do anything more. They're just going to kind of let it be be what it is. I agree. But Jokic should be suspended. Yeah, hands down, at least a game for doing that. And that's. Again, I, I have a, a dog in the fight in that I want the Suns to win this series. Mm-hmm. So take that with a grain of salt. But this, you, you just can't do that. You can't have players hitting fans. Although maybe Jokic listened to our podcast <laughs> and he's like, hey, those guys said I can fight one fan a year. I'm going to fight this jerk. <laughs> and he did it. He's like, wait, wait, wait. Those guys don't. Those guys don't control the league. He's like, wait, where's the spotlight? Where's the boxing gloves? <laughs> this isn't how they said it was going to happen. So yeah. I wonder I wonder if uh, you know, there's something to that, if he wanted to fight that guy for some reason because he was holding his ball. But yeah. it's it was a boneheaded play. Both those guys are stupid for doing for, – yeah. for, for this becoming what it is is stupid. The guy that pushed Jokic – Pushed again, uh, getting ejected. That was stupid. You don't need to defend Matt Ashiba's honor. He's got mm-hmm. like a, everyone in the stadium works for him. <laughs> uh, yep. That's that's interesting. I, I, I'm just I was blown away by that whole sequence of events. Yeah. Or will will uh, Ishbia be be banned next game too? You know, maybe he'll be suspended. Maybe he won't be able to sit too, there too. Right? Yeah. Maybe they'll look further into that. Yeah, maybe he'll like, be hey, fined uh, or something crazy enough for holding the ball. I don't know. So yeah, it'll be interesting it, to see it what might happens be with a this. More quiet. It might be quiet. The NBA is like, hey, um, why don't you sit in the owner's suite <laughs> yeah. of on the court? And and we'll just leave it at that. Exactly. Now, I I found 
um, when we were watching this, this is, this is on, yeah, right. This is on TNT. And I think this happened right before that it was show, they were showing Jokic, you know, whining on the bench, you know, and then the announcers are saying, Jokic has grown into a very mature player as he's like, (laughs) just (laughs) yelling at his other, just like crying on a bench, you know? So I just thought that was funny. And then right after, because my buddy was texting me this in order, my buddy says, especially after how he tried to take the ball from the crowd too, because you know. He's such a mature player. So, yeah, yeah just, I don't get it. Yeah. He definitely goes into this, like, I used to have a dog that would do this, where, like, all of a sudden they're, like, they're just out for blood, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. they don't think straight. I feel like we've seen examples of Jokic doing stuff like that. Yeah. But to be fair, he's human. Every Everyone has those moments where they're just enraged. Yeah, everything but turns red. You this, can't see anything. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this was just like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. What are you thinking? Uh you know, TNT, this was on TNT, and this is going to kind of lead me into my next segue here. TNT and ESPN in general, they have been terrible with their replays and with their, their coverage overall. ESPN, I feel like, has been worse than TNT. Yeah. Uh, and I, I gave you this example before. In the Lakers game, Schroeder, I believe it was Schroeder, it might have been Vanderbilt, stepped on the baseline or on the out of bounds, essentially. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, that's a turnover. Well, he started arguing with the ref. They gave him a technical foul as a result of that but then they never showed a replay like did he actually step out of bounds right was it was it that close and and the refs just being nitpicky it's like i would have loved to see a replay of that instead they show us a replay of like the hot dog man catching a hot dog or something (laughs) stupid and it's just like come on you guys and they're the timeliness of the replays if if something cool did happen Three plays, four and a half minutes later, they'll show us the replay of that. Like, yep. remember when this happened? It's like, yeah. no. Instead of what happened to stop the play, which they should show immediately. And then if they have time, go back to some previous plays just to, you know, pass oh, some time. Um, it's maddening. Also, what I hate I is when they're showing it. the previous plays and then they're like shooting a free throw. They cut back to the free throw and the free throw's already made. I'm like, okay, I'd like to watch a game, please. <laughs> yes. Or the, no, like they, an, on an inbound really, play, really you know, that happens too a lot, you know, where they inbound it and something like a crazy steal happens and we miss that. Uh, th- that and the, the coaches' interviews where, again, I'm, I'm happy to hear what Monty Williams' thoughts were at the end of the third quarter and they do sort of that picture in picture. Mm-hmm. But make that the small picture right. instead of the big picture. Because exactly. I don't need a close-up of Monty Williams' face. I can just hear what he says. Right. They don't I even don't need, need to, to show him. anything. They just need to have the sound on there. Just... 100%. They don't need to show anything. But if you're going to show something, make that the small screen. Yep. Please, let us watch the game. Yeah, this this has been terrible coverage. And it shouldn't be a shock because it was really, really bad last year mm-hmm. as well. And I feel like we're just... This is the new normal, maybe? I don't yeah. know. It's terrible. I'm like, why am I watching this on this beautiful 50-inch TV that I got from you that I didn't pay for? That uh, and I, it's you still turning... have that TV? Of course, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That was an old oh, man. <laughs> it's perfect. But it, all of a sudden, my TV turns into like this 20-inch screen I'm trying to watch a game on because they're doing those yeah. interviews. So it's just it's pointless. You know, why, why do I have this big TV now? Oh, man. It's frustrating. Yeah. Thank you for that again. I Let's, appreciate that TV. Yeah, I that that was gosh, that was ten years ago. Yeah, I point. still have your remote control that the dog you know, chewed up on the bottom of the it. The dog chewed it up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that dog would see red. Yeah, <laughs> just like Jokic. <laughs> that dog's name was Jokic. Now that I think about it, <laughs> I wanted to talk about some uh, some crimes going right. on in the NBA. Let's talk about current players, and that's Anthony Edwards. The end of the series, Anthony Edwards threw a chair, as one does. Uh, <laughs> as I, one I imagine does. he shook 
<laughs> I imagine he shook hands so Draymond didn't get mad, but he threw a chair and apparently it hit two stadium employees and now he's facing assault charges. Yep. And this is after game five. Quote, yep. This is after game five. You had the quote from his lawyer. Do you, do you have that in front of you still? Uh, let me get it pulled up here. It says, no, I don't have it yet. <laughs> it said something like he will vigorously defend himself or, yeah. or something like that. And it's just, it's crazy to me that someone can face assault charges for throwing a chair. It's also crazy to me that a grown adult would throw a chair. So again, right? it's just stupid, yeah. stupid people. So no, Anthony I, Edwards facing assault charges, potentially, uh, for throwing a chair, injuring two people, and injure again is in quotes because it was a chair, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it just barely touched them, but who knows, maybe maybe it's more to it. Yeah, okay, that. so it says the attorney for Minnesota Timberwolves star, Anthony Edwards, said his client will vigorously defend himself against Mr. Major third degree assault charges for allegedly swinging a folding chair and injuring two Denver Arena employees after the series ending Swinging last in the Nuggets. Swinging a folding chair. Yep. That's different. There is, that's WWE. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, it sounds like he was in the ring, and they, they tag-teamed him, you know, and they he, he got the chair out, up from underneath the <laughs> yeah. arena and just started swinging it at two employees. <laughs> Except for the employees didn't know what was happening. Like, <laughs> was, what's happening? It was his finishing move right after he... he <laughs> oh, what's the, what's the... After you pile driver him first, too. Yeah. <laughs> Stone Cold threw him a beer. Yeah. He didn't know what to do. Uh, the other news is an ex-NBA player, Sean Kemp. He has pleaded not guilty to shooting charges. And this story is the most banana story I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Apparently, this is early March, his cell phone was stolen. So he was tracking it okay. with another cell phone. And I think he found the guy... And as part of the evidence, oh, I got to pull up that quote because yeah. it just made me laugh. He, part of the evidence is on his cell phone. He said he found the guy and he said, quote, I'm about to shoot this curse word. <laughs> this <laughs> he shot three shots at him. Yeah, I'm about to shoot this silly goose. <laughs> and, uh, and then he shot at his, at his car multiple times and then threw the gun in the bushes. <laughs> Because that's the best hiding spot for one. Yeah. (laughs) So he followed – someone sold his cell phone. He followed him to a mall, confronted him at the mall. Got This guy got into his car. Sean Kemp then allegedly shot at the guy and then threw his gun in the bushes and then was arrested. But then the charges were dropped and then they changed their mind. So he's facing charges. He's pleaded not guilty. Uh, Don't don't do that, guys. If your phone gets stolen (laughs) – Great if you could track it, but don't just randomly shoot in the cars. Yeah, geez. I'm, I'm yeah. glad he didn't hit anybody. Uh, he's claiming it was self-defense. I don't know how you can <laughs> claim self-defense for a car that's not driving towards you. But you know what? That's that's for the lawyers. Does he have decide, an iCloud account to back up his phone and you can just buy a new one and know. just download it? You know. Yeah. I sent him a text. I also have not heard back <laughs> from Sean Kemp uh, uh, for details on this. But yeah, he fired three times into a Toyota and then threw his gun into some bushes. Yeah, he's currently following your location and coming to your, your residence. Yeah. I, I do also got to say just the article that, that this is I'm reading here has got to be written by like an eighth grader. Oh, the, I wrote it The statement it said yeah. he fired three times into the Toyota and then threw his gun into some bushes. <laughs> <laughs> that's like a terrible story that's i don't know yeah oh what's happening man so sean kemp not guilty according to him but uh he's probably definitely guilty this is so crazy because i remember we brought this up like two months ago and it's this has been going on like back and forth back and forth where the the story went where like he he 
got arrested and then like he didn't get arrested and then he or he got released and I was like, should we cover this? Should we not? You know? And yeah, just this is said, a nah. whole weird situation. And Sean Kepa was like one of my most favorite players from back in the day too. So to hear this, I'm just like, yeah. come on, man. Like another player that's has gun problems. Guns like, problems. Yeah. Jeez. Over a phone. A, cell yeah. Phone. Again, if you're an NBA player, don't buy a gun. Don't hang out with people who, who have guns. Just stay away from them, please. Like you're, you're going to get yourself in yeah, trouble. That's... You're going to end up shooting somebody or yourself in a leg or, I don't know. Or in, in, in John Moran's situation, I'm certain he's cost himself millions of dollars yep. in sponsorships that are, are not coming to fruition because people don't want to have him as their spokesperson because of this image that he's creating. And maybe yeah. that he's okay with that. But man, oh man, that just seems seems reckless. Yeah. Just, it's just, what kind of money do you ask, Ronnie? <laughs> what kind of money, Jonathan? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about Kevin Durant and his new Nike deal. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kevin Durant just signed a lifetime deal with Nike. The contract details have not been disclosed, but Kevin Durant has made $360 million off of Nike. Isn't that insane? $60 million in his first deal, and then he signed a 10-year contract uh, in 2014 for $300 million that's about to expire, which is why they extended it. $360 million. 16 signature sneakers have been released. The newest one is expected this year. $360 million. That is bananas. Yeah. I don't know that John... Maybe John Morant could have done that. Shoot, who knows? Heck yeah, he could have. That's crazy. Absolutely, he could have. Jumping out of his sneakers. You know, that guy has the biggest yeah. hops in the league. So yeah, if he was selling shoes, they would sell. In fact, I think Ja does have some sort of shoe deal because I saw an advertisement on TV. And I think he does too. Yeah, yeah, nobody knew what it was. And then like afterwards, they showed some weird symbol and they're like, what? <laughs> what was that commercial about? I was like, I think he has a shoe deal because it was like J.A. was like his little symbol. But it like, I don't know. Yeah. It looked weird. So, but yeah, he, he would definitely sell but a lot of shoes. This is crazy. Like how much money shoes make too, where you could pay a guy $360 million for 10 years. Like, God. That's so much money, three hundred sixty million. It's insane. Yeah. So just to contrast that, in his total career thus far, Kevin Durant has made three hundred and fifty million dollars. He's made more money selling shoes than he has playing in the NBA. Yep. That is hard for me to understand and compute. Like my mind is legitimately broken. Now yeah. his current contract that he is under, he has three more years left. Uh, he'll earn five hundred million if. You know, he doesn't retire before an end of that. So that will certainly, it's a lot of money. But that is, it's crazy to think 16 years in the NBA, he's made more selling shoes than yeah. playing basketball. So do each of these shoes cost like $200 each? Because if they do, that's 1,800,000 pairs of shoes. Yeah. yeah, that's 1,800,000 1, pairs of shoes to just be, to break even, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm if looking you're, up his shoes online. If you're I paying, the if you're paying the China children a cent a shoe, then oh, yeah, that's no. like <laughs> Ronnie, not the China. Oh, that uh, Kevin Durant, KD15, the new shoe might be his new shoe. Uh, 105 dollars. He's some fancy designs. That's insane. Uh, KD Trey 5X, 66 dollars. So. No, they're not $200 shoes. Maybe they are when they first come out. But, God, wouldn't uh, it be cool? Like, Kevin Durant should totally take a trip to where these shoes are made and, like, fork over some of his money to the people that actually make the shoes. 
I wouldn't hold your breath for that. <laughs> that, was, that would be like my a dream come true if that happened. That would be yeah. so sweet. And then can you imagine like it's a weird dream? Look, look at look at his image, like how that would change. Like talking about like John Morant and his crappy image, this would just put Kevin Durant like on this big pedestal and like show people how you're supposed to act and supposed to treat other people too. Was it the Stefan Marbury who priced his shoe like super cheap or was it Shaq or both? That they made their shoe really, really cheap so that people from poorer communities could, you know, have a signature shoe. I remember that hearing that, but I don't remember who that was either. I thought it was, maybe it was both Marbury and uh, and Shaq or, or maybe just one. I don't know. Uh, basketball shoes are expensive. I remember when I was living, I was a teenager. It was my part-time job at Pizza Hut. And uh, I would, you know, no bills at all. I'd buy those stupid, ridiculously overpriced Allen Iversons. Yeah, uh, and now I just like I don't care. If you would have kept shoes. them, it probably would have doubled in price. Probably, probably. Hindsight, man. Hindsight. All right. The last thing I wanted to talk about was the upcoming the match. If you're not familiar with the match, this is, uh, I guess, in essence, a celebrity golf matchup. Is there a better way to describe that? No. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, it's just celebrity golf. Yeah. Two guys playing golf. Uh, this year, it's going to be Steph Curry and Clay Thompson versus Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Uh, this is represents the current NBA champions and the current NFL champions. So that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that will be the case if once this actually happens. But June 29th at the win, uh, they're going to they're gonna play against each other. I'd have no idea on these guys' golf prowess. But I feel like if they can hit golf balls, like they can sink threes, there's no way Curry and Thompson lose this, right? Right. What's your early prediction? You will. I just want to see Kelsey swing a golf club because that guy is huge. And just like, yeah. First of all, <laughs> how how big is his golf club head? And like his clubs, just in general, like how long are they? Are they like just like the regular size ones? So he's just gonna like, he's gonna make them look so small. Like I feel like he needs like extra large everything too because he's such a big guy. So it'd just be weird to watch <laughs> yeah. him swing a club, but. I I mean I mean Barkley looks the weirdest right when he swings he the has the craziest has swing golf yeah stream. yeah his actual swing it's is almost weird. Happy Gilmore yes yeah. just <laughs> the way it's like there's no way that could be effective yeah his big hesitation he does that back swing and then he just hesitates for like five seconds yeah. before he actually shoot, hits like it a, forward it's he almost yeah, like falls just because he's hesitating for so long it's so weird okay but my yeah. prediction I think that the the Splash Brothers are gonna win because they're more. I think they're better aimers because of the three-point shot where um, Mahomes he's Mahomes is going to be a good aimer. Kelsey, he just catches it, right? So he doesn't do any aiming. So I, I think that the Splash Brothers is going to win because of that. And as you know, golf is all about aiming. Right? There's yep. no, no other skill involved. No, He's not a good at aimer. All. He'll be good at golf. Yep. As long as you can <laughs> aim what you're shooting, then you're good. Yeah. Easy peasy. Uh, last year, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen lost to old quarterbacks – Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. The year before that, Steph Curry and Peyton Manning teamed up, but they lost to Phil Mickelson and Charles Barkley. I just don't think that's fair. <laughs> Curry and Manning to a professional golfer yeah. is, is one of their opponents. I mean, yeah. come on. Well, I, is that just because Barkley's so bad? Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is that his handicap? <laughs> yep, exactly. All right, Phil Mickelson, you're going against some professional athletes. Oh, that'll be easy. But Charles Barkley's your partner. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Phil probably shot like, you know, 75 and Barkley probably shot like 100 or something. So they probably even I don't out. know what that means, Ronnie. Is that good? 75 is good? I think so. I don't watch too much <laughs> golf, but I'm sure Phil kicked butt. But you play golf. Yeah. I, we used to play golf. We played golf like once in our lives, didn't we? 
I was going to say, we used to play golf. We went to a driving... You know what we did yeah. do? We did that nine-hole golf course that's no longer yeah. there. It was Glen Lakes back in the day. and it's Back in the day. It's no right. longer there. They, they demolished that. for yep. apartments or something. They so. just let it grow and yep, nothing's there anymore, unfortunately. It, Tear. I will, uh, I'll, I'll be interested to see who comes out on that. I, I do think the Splash Brothers will, will be the champion of that as well. What does your dream matchup look like in that situation? Like, let's, let's say NFL versus NBA. Who, who mm-hmm. is going to be the most entertaining? Well, immediately I thought Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley. I'd like to see them play against each other. Okay. Oh, okay. And then who else? I, I don't know. Who, do you have any other two players besides that? No, I'm, I'm thinking, I, I like your line of thinking though. Let's do like Barkley versus MJ, but then you team up with like a current superstar. So like, let's do Jordan and Curry versus Barkley and LeBron or something yeah, like that. Yeah, there you go. That that would be really good. Yep. That's a great one, actually. That would be entertaining to watch. Yeah. Uh, I'd also like to see players that legitimately hate hate each other. So now we can do... You know, Draymond Green versus Sabonis, and we just got to team up. Throw Dylan Brooks in there somewhere. Yep, Pat Bev, of course. Um, yeah, yeah. Pat Bev no, no, versus this is just Chris people Paul. You hate. <laughs> oh, Pat Bev versus Chris Paul. There we go. I feel like a lot of people hate Chris Paul, though. Yeah. Who does Brooks hate? Yeah. Oh, LeBron James. Uh, I think it's more of, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't shake hands afterwards either. Yeah. Uh, let's do that. We'll have the, the non handshaking people. We'll have Green and Brooks. Versus LeBron and Sabonis. Okay, yeah, I'll get it together. We'll play at Glen Lakes again. I'll just I'll, I'll buy my yeah. lawnmower, cut some holes. Get your time machine. Yeah. And uh, no, no, we'll not even. I just do it. I'm just gonna cut some holes and whatever's left there, and we'll be good. Perfect. Yeah, it's gonna be quality course. Yeah. <laughs> and I only oh, want to watch right, so nine that... holes of golf, anyways, too. So <laughs> <laughs> after that, uh, it's too. Dude, rough. I barely want to watch two holes of golf. That's gonna do it for golf. us tonight. Sorry, Ronnie. Ahead. Do you have anything else to add uh, before we wrap up this? No, I, I don't know. Is there is there any games you're looking forward to coming up pretty soon? Yeah, just the ones that we've been watching, man. Yeah, all just, all looking good. Yeah, these se- these series have excited. I, I think it's going to be the Heat versus uh, the Seventy Sixers would be cool. The Heat yeah. versus the Sixers in the Eastern Conference. Right. I I I'm, I told you I'm picking the Nuggets. I don't want it to be the Nuggets, so I'm hoping I'm wrong. But I think it's going to be the Nuggets and the the Lakers. Yeah, in the West. So it's two two Celtics and Seventy Sixers. Um. One and two Knicks are are losing to the Heat right now. We got yep. Denver Nuggets, St. Suns are two and two, and then Golden State Warriors are one to two, uh, losing against the Lakers. So yeah, I'm excited to see what the results are going to be. And probably next time we do a podcast, you'll you'll hear what the results are. Yeah, next time we do a podcast, we should have at least one of the teams yep. that are playing in the conference finals decided. So I'm excited. Maybe two, maybe three, maybe four. Who knows? But the NBA finals are coming up. The Stanley cup finals are going on right now. Oh, if, yeah. you, if you want to check that out. Oh, I did want to talk about real, real quick before we, we wrap it up. All right. So we, we, as you guys probably know, if you've heard is we have this, this deal going with underdog fantasy, where if you sign up and you use promo code JNR, you help us keep the lights on. And also you, you get a deposit match of up to a hundred dollars. So I know Ronnie and I have been doing these, these pickums mm-hmm. and they've been doing a lot of cool specials and we've been pretty terrible at them overall. But <laughs> yeah. if you haven't had a chance, you know, sign up for it. The one that was the other day that I took advantage of was Jalen Brown, half a point higher, lower. And you know, that's a pretty much a gimme one at that point. Yep. Uh, what was the one the night before that? Um, I don't was know, but they have one, one right now where it's uh, LeBron's needs to score like more than 0.5 points. So you could probably that. Oh, is that going on right up. now too? Yeah. I didn't see that. Let me pull that up. So they do they do these specials to try to you know get you into it. But I also like the rivals, and that's where 
I think I'll be spending the next Suns game. It's, you know, who's going to score more points, Devin Booker or Nikolai Jokic? And then you might give a handicap to one of them, like Devin Booker plus four or Nikolai Jokic. Yeah. He would have lost that today because Jokic scored 53 in the loss. Yep. But uh, check it out. It's kind of a little bit different than what you'd see on some of the other uh, websites or apps. So it's Underdog Fantasy. Sign up with promo code JNR and get that deposit match. And if you do sign up, hit us up on the JNR fan line and say, hey, let's play some. Da- let's do some daily fantasy. And uh, we'd love to pick a game and, and go head to head with you. And, and you can legitimately win some of our money. So Heck yeah. uh, check it out. If you haven't already, if you have, thank you. We appreciate that. It, it, like I said, it helps us keep the lights on here at the JNR studios, <laughs> which are massive in size. So uh, located in downtown New York. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we appreciate you guys and we will see you next time. Yep, thanks guys. <laughs>